0: Opinionated Marketers. A podcast from Cambridge Marketing College.
1: Hello, and welcome to Opinionated Marketers with me, Charles Nixon, and Kieran Kapoor. We are talking today about um, the cost of living crisis, and this is the first of two sessions which will be discussing um, the crisis, um, and a report that has come out from the Good Agency which is looking at how brands will address the cost of living crisis. Kiran would you like to sort of take us through the uh, the introduction to the report?
0: Yes, um there is so much here and it also leads into corporate branding so we it definitely we need to spend more time on on this one. It's a very very interesting report. It talks about how brands should address the cost of living crisis. It gives um um it's used a mixed methodology to um to survey um, respondents, uh, a cross-section of um, adults in the UK, and it asked them to what they thought the role of businesses was in the crisis, and what did the public want to see businesses doing. And what's so interesting is, as with many of these things, you often find you've got those that are, want the brands to do one thing, but actually when you look at it, the actual impact of the brand doing that may not meet, meet the, um, the expectation. So let's briefly talk about the sample. So they divided the participants into four segments. Um, those that were, were comfortable, so they could manage the cost of living crisis. Those that were struggling, they were having to make adjustments um, to their standard of living. Those that were really struggling, um, and so they, and what you found is that the majority of people actually fall into the struggling category. So the cost of living crisis is affecting them. And there were slightly more people in the sort of comfortable area than there were people in the crisis area. So an interesting sort of rep- representation there. Um, and they split those by demographics, by age, um, as those with children, those without children and they asked what their overall mood was and this i thought was really interesting because uh, not terribly surprisingly most people are very very anxious and pessimistic and that seemed to go across the levels even if you were comfortably uh, managing the crisis you were still quite anxious about it
1: yes this is this is quite an interesting um problem i think for 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 brands and indeed um one of the questions for society. Now, the 60% of people were, were saying that they were anxious, with another 43% um, sorry, with 43% talking about being pessimistic. Mm. This is um, picked up by a, a very stark piece of research by Pew, which is um, the big American research company, which was talking about a, uh, 55% of Americans thinking that they were uh, present at the end of days, uh, a phrase mm. that uh, they talk about, the the end of the world. And indeed, in some subsections, that figure went up to over 70%. Um, and I do think this is one of the problems that we as marketers need to consider, which is the, the fact that um, a good proportion of the population, um, sociologically and psychologically, is living somewhat uh, either on the edge or is very nervous about what is going on around them. Um, people are concerned about the, the cold weather that we have at the moment. Um, and it's not just a cold snap, it's the concern about all of the other issues that come from that, whether it happens to be hypothermia, whether it's about uh, the the heating breaking down, the services being in supply, because obviously there is quite a lot of strikes at the moment on top of this. Um, and it leads to an, uh, a, a significant amount of negative uh, mental space um, with only looking at the particular uh, survey from Good, only around sort of uh, um, 28 to 30% of people saying that they're actually hopeful. Um, uh, so it's a very interesting psychological picture, I think, for the UK. Um, and we look at the implications of that, obviously, on people's free time, their relationships, um, and from that, of course, their confidence levels in what they might go out and buy or invest in. And I think this is a a significant aspect of what we need to consider as marketers as we present uh, what our companies can do for the future.
0: It's an interesting tightrope to walk, and I think we'll talk more about that next week as to how you get your marketing messages right. Um, I always think back to the beginning of the pandemic where uh, there was that jokey um, YouTube video where somebody put together where they pointed out that all the branding um, advertising was all based on quiet piano music and people looking pensive and the phrase was always, we're all in it together. But actually, that Mm -hmm. probably was the right thing to say at that time, however cheesy it became because everybody started to say it. You know, do you go out with confident and cheerful advertising, or do, are, are you very muted at the moment? I think is quite an interesting question. So that's one definitely for, for next week. But it's it's also interesting, uh, the, the graph in the area you were talking about with people saying you know, mental health, not having free time, f- worrying that the, everything was impacting their friendships and their physical health. Um, you do have a proportion of the population which is frankly riding it out. It, isn't, it is uneven. Um, so some are unaffected, as the report says it, and others, their life is in free fall. Mm.
1: I mean, the, the, the phrase from um, the Theresa May's uh, period in government was the jams, the just about managings. Um, and I think that's uh, one that has continued onwards. Um, we do have this uh, continuing problem in in um, society and therefore in the economy of of people who have been under pressure since about 2008, um, since the financial crisis, and this has got worse for some and um, not better. Um, the the uh, the statistic um, in the good report says that 48% agree that they would. Um, avoid a brand that does nothing in the crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, That leaves, obviously, 52% of people who will go to any brand that is most appropriate for them. Um, But it does show that there is a a large minority, a very large minority, um, that do want to see support um, from the corporate sector, as well as from uh, government and, indeed, from individuals. and m- most people were, you know, when it came to it, thought about energy companies, obviously, and supermarkets as the first brands when they look to people who want to see some help being given. And therefore, obviously, retailers in general um, are going to need to think about what it is they do um, and how they add to um, the stock of uh, goodwill in the country. Um, we talked a few weeks ago about the um, issue about is growth the only option and should we actually be measuring instead of GDP um, uh, the level of, um, of happiness within the uh, within the company, country, sorry, um, uh, as is done in Scandinavia. Um, and, and that may well be you know, one of the issues that one takes away from a, a survey like this, that actually some of the metrics um, that are being used are not necessarily the right ones.
0: That's an interesting point, and um, there are a couple of things that I wanted to bring out. Um, uh, that, so um, nearly half of Britons say that they don't think they've seen any evidence of businesses supporting people with the cost of living, um, and when they have, it tells, as you said, tends to be tends to be supermarkets. Um, interesting enough, Tesco seems to come out as the as the top of top of mind brand that's supporting people with Aldi, the next. Mm. The next ones, but it's still only sort of 14 and 12 percent of people that think that have those in the top of the mind and think of those as helping with the cost of living crisis. So it's very easy to get sort of carried away with any research and think, oh, that's overwhelmingly significant. Well, it, it may not be. Um, the other thing I really liked was the, the comment that it's more important what a brand does than what it says it does. But if you ask that question, we're all going to say that that's, that's the case. Um, but you know, I'm surprised yeah. that only, um, I'm surprised only 75 percent uh, agreed with that because clearly what you do is going to be more important than what you say.
1: Yes, I think um, you're absolutely right. I mean, the statistics of uh, Tesco's and ASDA uh, are really based on their top of mind response, not necessarily, mm. uh, I would say, exactly um, pointing to some specific thing that they do. Um, uh, but it is interesting that, you know, the rest of the um, companies named um, are very low down in terms of, you know, six and five percent. Mm. Um, and when it comes down to energy companies, th- there's they're even lower. Um, but um, uh, I think that we have a situation now where brands do have to step forward we've again discussed in the previously, whether or not brands should avoid making social comments and um, uh, just get on with the business of business. Um, I think now we may have to think about whether or not um, we reflect that um, ethical environmental social and governance issues um, are actually something that now becomes part of the brand that has to be stated um, and has to be um, seen to be positively worked on. Um, rather than just setting back and um, basically um, working towards financial uh, metrics uh, as organizations um, if if we don't then I think we have a situation where you no know, if the economy goes down many of uh, companies will uh, not have the loyal customers um, that they thought that they did have Yes, there's
0: one final One that I wanted to to finish off, which is the the graph that looks at the responses to the increase in the cost of living that you have seen versus what you value from businesses. So Mm -hmm. the respondents are saying they haven't seen much, but they have, apart from mentioning the cost of living in their communications. um, What they valued, however, was support for staff finding life hard. They valued companies that did that, but they didn't think they were seeing that happening. Um, They valued customers um, living well on a low budget, but they didn't see, 17% said that they saw that happening. I thought that was, those were quite interesting. Mm. It also might explain why, on the whole, the country is quite pro the strikers at the moment, because there's an element of, you should be supporting your staff who are finding life hard um and um and you should be supporting your customers who are living to live well on a low budget that's what they are that's what people are saying that they value see, um, they value businesses doing
1: yes it's that, that's an interesting one certainly picking up the first of those. Um, I've not seen anyone other than Waitrose talk about the actual support mm. that they've given to their staff, um, and one mm-hmm. of the reasons why they have, they've put their prices up, because they're giving, they would claim, um, a good returns um, on their suppliers um, to keep the suppliers uh, in business, um, and uh, supporting their staff through um, the problem times. Um, and I would agree with you it's an interesting aspect of even though the individual may not benefit from it they want to see that their brand that they feel loyal to is doing the right thing by its existing uh, customers and suppliers and staff Um, so yes i think that's an interesting one Um, and i think we you know We do perhaps need to come back and look at the branding position next week and possibly even look at what the impact of strikes may well be on branding for the future.
0: That sounds great. Always good to speak to you, Charles.
1: Thank you, as ever. Bye-bye. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content
0: from Cambridge Marketing College.